0: It's Brittany, and welcome to One Hot Mess. So, today we're going to be talking about five things to do when your life is spiraling out of control. So, your life is spiraling out of control. Well, probably anyway. You know, why else would you be here? It's probably not because things are going great, right? And that's okay. It will be okay. Losing control of your life is a scary experience when you're going through it. I have lived with bipolar disorder for a very long time, so I'm pretty familiar with this topic. And it's not fun, it's not easy. But, yeah. So, what we're going to do is take a look at some practical tips for minimizing the damage navigating it mentally and not letting your emotions run out of control while you're going through it. Let's start with the good news. The good news is that you can either pivot or bounce back from just about anything so long as you are alive and willing to put in some work. And I mentioned that because situational depression can come crashing in. When you're going through hard times, don't do anything permanent because of a temporary situation. You lose someone you love, you lose a job, a relationship comes apart, substance abuse, whatever it may be that you are going through may cause those dark thoughts to start creeping in. And if that's the case, you may need to seek some professional assistance from a qualified therapist, if possible. If you can't afford therapy, then hit up a crisis line and talk it out with them. You know, they might be able to connect you with professional assistance that you may not realize exist. There is a lot of help in the background for uninsured or low-income people if you are looking for it. It really depends on the area, though. That being said, let's get into it. So, the first thing, number one, the spiral will end. The great thing about hitting rock bottom is that you typically can't get any lower. Now, that may seem like a flippant comment or a negative statement, but it's not because... It's at the bottom you start laying your new foundation to build yourself up. So if your life is currently spiraling out of control, know that the spiral will end sooner or later. It is something you can have faith in. Being at the bottom is very uncomfortable, but it's also liberating because it strips away most excuses And self-deceit we often engage in to protect ourselves. So yeah, the spiral will end. And once it ends, you can start looking around for ways to piece things back together when you're ready to. Number two is avoid making the spiral worse. There are certainly plenty of wrong things that you can do when your life is in a tailspin. And some of these wrong things include drowning yourself in alcohol, losing yourself in drugs, screwing whoever as a means of escape, losing yourself in video games, working 80 hours a week so you don't have time to think about it, and just throwing your hands up and ignoring it. Now, there are probably other things I didn't think of, so ask yourself, Will this action make things worse? And if the answer is yes, obviously don't do it. So simple, huh? Simple, not easy. I never said it would be easy. Although it is easy to say fuck it and dive into a bottle. Or play that game, that video game for 12 plus hours a day. So you don't have to think about the problems that you're facing. But guess what? Avoidance does not help. All avoidance does is let the fires burning in your life rage out of control without your input at all. And while you may not have the power to stop your spiral, you can sometimes minimize the damage by steering it. Okay, so you lost your job. That's a terrible feeling, especially if you are not... Used to it However Resist the urge to tell your boss Exactly what you think about him And exit with Professionalism Anger, it may be tempting But it'll be much better For your future employment If you don't burn that bridge And plus you never know How you may end up Coming back around To the people in the company later For example, let's say you apply to another company in your industry, and it just so happens that one of your former co-workers, now working there, knows you told your boss to get fucked, (laughs) Um, and they tell their manager about it. Their manager tells HR, and guess who doesn't get hired? You, of course. Or maybe you just found out that the person you loved most in this world, the person you always thought would have your back and love you, had an affair. Devastating. Utterly devastating. Still resist the urge to lash back out of the pain and hurt. Don't destroy their stuff. Don't parade your business around for other people to get involved in. Just don't do something... Like send their nudes to their parents Guess what? A lot of that stuff will open you up to civil damages Or criminal charges Making the situation much, much worse So just try not to give into to the urge to lash out Don't give in to the urge to avoid Instead, look at it directly So you can handle it It's yours to own and deal with Embrace it As difficult as that might be. Number three. Let the spiral. Play itself out. Once the spiral. Is spinning. You're going to need. To let it get to where it's going. You may kick. Fight and scream. The whole way down. But it takes you down anyway. And so many people think. I have to go down fighting, otherwise I'm a doormat. Well, hey, that's kind of fair, but kind of not. On the one hand, no one wants to be a victim, but on the other hand, fighting the inevitable instead of just embracing it, that's only going to make the situation worse and the heartbreak. It's like pulling a bandage off. Do it slowly, and it will hurt for longer as you pull your hair out. But rip it off and you'll just have the one burst of pain that you can vigorously rub until the sensation fades. So let me give you an example. Let's say your partner has been having an affair for the past five years. Now, there's a slim chance that, that the two of you can go to couples counseling and try to put the pieces back together. You might be able to figure out where the marriage broke down, try to fix the cracks in the foundation, and build back together anew. In reality, that's hard as fuck to do. Five years of lies, manipulation, and betrayal? Mm -mm. The person you were supposed to trust most just felt perfectly okay with exploiting your trust for five years. What kind of person actually does that? And, much like a broken mirror... You can glue the pieces back together, but it's never going to be the same as it was before. You can't go back to before. So, what do you do? Do you cling to the hope that things can be fixed? Do you spend years more with the person hoping they don't decide to cheat again? I know what I would do, and that would not be trust someone comfortable with betraying me for years. Hey, that's just me. You may have an entirely different point of view or circumstances influencing your decision. That to me is embracing the spiral. I would ask where is this leading? How is this going? How is this likely to go? Where am I going to end up soon? Not the far future because it's hard telling what will happen between now and then. But the near future at the end of this particular spiral. Alright, so number four. Feel your feelings but don't live there. Embracing your feelings is an important part of managing emotions and healing. But there is a balance. While you want to embrace your feelings... It's important to not set up a permanent place of residence in those feelings. At some point, you spend some time feeling them, and when you feel them, you start to recede, you get up, and you focus on something else. Shifting focus is a powerful way to derail unhealthy trains of thought. Now, you may be thinking, didn't you just say not to? Do things to avoid the situation and your feelings. Yes, but we're talking about moderation. It's not good to lose yourself and unhealthy coping mechanisms to numb yourself and not think about the situation at all. It's also not good to just curl up in a ball and live in the miserable feelings you're dealing with. So, balance is key. Feel your feelings for a while. Then engage in a healthy coping mechanism like journaling, meditation, exercise, doing housework, doing work for your job, reading a book, watching some funny videos, or just doing something that will take your mind off of those emotions for now. The more you dwell on them, the worse your spiral the worse it will be, okay? So while it's important to feel your feelings, you want to do so in as much of a controlled fashion as you can so you don't just crash and burn. Number five, life is terrible. I don't want to go on. I get it. Truly, like I said, I live with bipolar disorder and I am fully aware that there are tragedies and terrible things That will leave a long-lasting impact on you and your life. Traumatic experiences can denote a specific before and after in your life. And the after may not be all inspirational stories, sunshine, and rainbows. So it may be difficult beyond belief the hardest thing you've ever gone through. In that case the best thing you can do for yourself is to get in touch with a trauma or grief counselor who can help guide you through the healing process. And I highly recommend specifically asking if they have experience with trauma or grief counseling specifically. Because they will be more experienced and helpful in getting you to where you want to be. And you can find a therapist with experience in these things at betterhelp.com and connect with them via phone, video, or instant message from anywhere in the world. You can also look into local support groups for what you've been through or what you're dealing with. There are a lot of them out there suicide, survivor groups, infidelity groups, mental illness groups, chronic physical illness groups, all kinds of groups. And it can really help to be around people to understand what you're going through. No one else will ever be able to understand the emotions and the heartbreak unless they have been through that. Not even mental health professionals. And that's okay because their job is to provide you the tools and support you need to heal And find your way through it and put your pieces back together as best as you can. The picture may not be perfect, but it can definitely be better. And remember, if you're thinking about hurting yourself or someone else, please do seek out professional assistance immediately. Call a crisis line if you're not sure what to do. They should be able to provide insight and specific guidance. Or your personal situation. So yeah. Many of us will experience situations. In which we seem to hit rock bottom. And we often wake up. From a trance like state. And find ourselves. Surrounded by. The broken remnants of our life. Wondering how we got there. And how we're going to get out. So. I've got some tips for you. Some more tips. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, which can help you regroup and start moving forward regardless of how you got into this mess to begin with. So the first thing is accept that change is uncomfortable, but it doesn't last forever. Many people find that their lives have been veered off of course because they've avoided things that made them uncomfortable. For example, a person may stay in an unhealthy relationship that deteriorates over time because they either don't want to disrupt the family dynamic or are worried that they couldn't take care of themselves on their own. But if you want to make positive changes in your life, you need to accept that it means facing some uncomfortable, even gut-wrenching realities. But you won't always face these challenging moments. Things will feel easier once you get your life back to where you want it to be. So acknowledge that change is necessary. And recognize that you are more than capable of taking the action required to get back on the right path. Okay, so the next thing is simple. Simplify things that stress you out. One of the best things you can do is maybe make a list of the actions that you might take to tackle the issues you're facing. For example, if you have fallen severely behind in bill payments, determine how that happened and then change the way you've been handling this chore up until now. A lot of people find it easier to have their payments automatically deducted from their bank accounts on a specific day of the month, and that's one less thing that they have to remember, while also juggling things like childcare and work deadlines. And if there are things, big or small, that weigh on your mind or often lead to problems, find ways to simplify them and do whatever you can to ease the mental and emotional burden that even the most mundane parts of life can put on you. And focus on what you can control. So if things have gone badly, but you still want to sort them out for yourself, you might be feeling helpless and lost. It may seem as though... There are no viable options for digging yourself out of whatever darkness and despair you're in. But then, there's always options available. You just can't see them right now because your own turmoil is obscuring your view. In times like this, the best thing you can do is focus on the small things that you can control with relative ease. So... Here are a couple of things that can help you move forward toward getting your life back on track. Now, take a shower or bath. Now, this may sound like an insignificant, commonplace thing, but it's also a ritual of renewal. When you're feeling lost and floundering, you can hit reset by getting into or underneath water and wiping the slate clean, so to speak. Try to view it as a ritual. Choose a soap that makes you feel great and light candles if that's something you enjoy. Put on your music that soothes your soul. Lay out a fresh set of clothes to change into and approach this as a hard reset for moving forward. And you will notice that you actually feel different once the last suds have disappeared down the drain. And do one productive thing. If you're focusing on getting your life back on track, you literally have a massive to-do list either in your mind or written down somewhere, and that's great, but it can also be a hindrance. When there are a million things you need to do to sort out your life, you may just freeze up, you know, some people shut down in the face of such seemingly insurmountable tasks while others procrastinate and avoid them. Try not to think about all the things you need to do and simply do one of them. You may not be able to control the circumstances around all the other stuff that needs to get done, but you know what you can do. Something big or small, you can take one action. Now that might mean tidying up one space in your home, it might mean sending one important email, it might even mean a little personal grooming, if you've fallen behind on that. There are lots of simple ways to make your life better, but you can't do them all at once. Slow and steady wins the race, so just take one step at a time. And really, really try to not waste energy on things you can't control, such as the past. Much things, not much, most things are beyond your control. So there's no point in obsessing about them. For instance, you may feel anger or resentment about how someone treated you a decade ago, but you can't go back in time and change anything about that situation. So recognize that. It's time to close the book on what happened rather than bringing it back up and learn to identify what is and is not within your sphere of control. Ask yourself, can I influence this situation or outcome through my actions? And if the answer is yes, then take that action. If the answer is no, well, then adjust your mindset to not waste time and energy Spreading about it and learn from your past mistakes. While it is natural to want to forget about your past failures, it's important to reflect on them and use them as opportunities for growth and learning. So, to begin, take some time to reflect on past mistakes and failures and ask yourself questions like what went wrong, what could I have done differently. What did I learn from this experience? And be honest with yourself about your role in that situation and what you could have done better. But also be kind to yourself and remember that mistakes are a natural part of the learning process. We tend to view mistakes as failures and we feel ashamed or embarrassed when we make them. And it's easy to beat yourself up over past mistakes. But, this can be counterproductive. Instead of dwelling on your mistakes, use them as opportunities to learn and grow. And don't use past mistakes as a reason to avoid challenges. This will only keep you where you are now. So, don't repeat the same mistakes you made before and just try to learn from them. You're also going to want to audit your circle. Knowing whom you shouldn't be spending time with is incredibly important when you are bouncing back from whatever hole you have found yourself in. Be selective about the company you keep. There are those whose hands and words will help pull you out of it and those that want to shove you back down again. And we often keep people in our lives longer than we should out of obligation or misplaced loyalty. But people flow in and out of our lives all the time for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So here are some things you can do to ensure you are surrounded by the right people. Take note of who raises you up and who puts you down. So as you're getting your life back on track, Keep a list of all the people in your life and make notes about the ways they behave toward you. I mean, if they are constantly criticizing instead of encouraging you to an offering to help you, then it may be time to cut them loose. And if you can't cut ties for various reasons, then create distance. Don't interact with them unless you absolutely have to and remain in gray rock mode if and when you do. Spend time with those who teach and inspire you. We often take on the traits, behaviors, and skills of those that we spend time with. So think about people you know who seem to have their shit together. Spend time with them and learn from their habits so you can incorporate their practices into your life. And you're going to want to set realistic, achievable goals for yourself If you're trying to get your life back on track, you'll want to set some solid goals to achieve. So aim for SMART goals. Those that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-sensitive. And this requires you to be clear about the things you want to attain, have means with which to measure your progress, and set a period of time in which to get them done. So some more important parts of setting goals are envision where you want to be, consider where you want to be a year from now, and set goals that align with that vision. And then determine a work back schedule for the milestones you want to meet with each step clearly laid out. Let's say mental health concerns have caused you to let your home fall into chaos. Well, you can determine that a year from today, your house will be clean and repaired where it needs to be. Now, you'll set achievable goals. Let's say every month, you'll have completely sorted out one room in your home. This can then be divided into four main tasks, one to be done each week, as well as smaller goals to achieve each day. And these are all easily managed because they encompass just one main task a week. And at the end of the month, that one room will have been sorted out. And after that, it's simply a question of maintenance to keep sheets clean and clutter from accumulating. Get organized. You can get a large wall calendar, write down your goals, so that you get constant visual reminders Then, set phone or email alerts to remind you what to do and when. And learn new skills where necessary. If there is something you can't do that would help you to achieve your goals, see if there is a way you can learn that skill. This might mean checking out some YouTube videos, reading a book, or even taking a course at your local evening school for something more involved. Don't allow a skills deficit to hold you back from getting your life to a place where you would like to be. And stay the course with discipline, motivation, and patience. Nothing worth achieving ever happened overnight. So it's going to take time to build back up from the place You are in now, and that's okay. The key is to ensure that you remain diligent with your efforts rather than getting slack about them. And having patience is not always easy because we want immediate change and improvement, especially when things are so dire now. So try to keep yourself motivated with little rewards. As well as with pride in your accomplishments. And keep putting one foot in front of the other. And also find or build a support system. It is so important to acknowledge when you need help. And to use all available resources to support you as you move forward. You've reflected upon how you got into this mess and are resolved to never go down that path again. Now, you'll need to establish a support system that will prevent you from repeating past errors. So, in addition to friends, family members, and accountability partners, you can see which supports are available around you. And if you are just stuck on figuring out how to get your life back on track, Especially if you're coming from a place where you've lost everything, consider getting professional help. I mean, no matter what circumstances you're in, there are people who can assist you with counseling and resources so you can move forward. As long as you're still drawing breath, you can get your life back on track. There are things you can do to fix your life. Often with a little help and support. So just take a deep breath. Your journey is renewed right here, right now. You can do this. Alright guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please, please make sure to hit that follow button. And I will talk to you guys next time. Later.